thank you for being with us this morning in service. Lord, we praise you, Jesus. Lord, I praise you, Father. Lord, I praise you, Jesus. You don't have to be ashamed. You don't have to be embarrassed for what God can do for you in your life. Don't let the shame that the devil has placed and that is speaking to you, don't let the shame that he's trying to keep you bound in keep you from getting to the cross of Calvary. I'm speaking to somebody right now. Don't let the shame of your past, don't let the shame that the devil keeps coming, you, telling you, telling you. Don't let that shame and guilt this morning keep you from the cross of Calvary. Don't let that shame and guilt this morning keep you from plugging in to the IV of Jesus Christ and letting his blood flow through you. Don't let the devil rob you from a life-changing experience. Don't let the devil keep you from this cross this morning. Lord, I praise you, Jesus. God, I worship you. God, I thank you. Lord, you are holy and righteous. Lord, we worship you, Jesus. This morning, if I could, for just a few moments to speak to you on simply, really, the question why? Why? As I struggled this week, all week, as to what direction the Lord would have me to go. And the question why just kept coming up in my mind. Why? 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 Why do we do the things we do? Why don't we do the things that we do? Why? All of these things. But I wanted to tie that why into why the blood. To try to, to tie it back in to what it means. Because if you get lost in your whys, if you get lost in your whys, then you will turn from him. If you get lost in your whys, then... then then you'll turn from what God wants to do in your life and you'll constantly question why, why, why. Revelations 12 and 11 says, And they overcome him by the blood of the Lamb. First, notice what it was. They overcome him by the blood of the Lamb. That's the first thing that overcome. And they added to it, and by the word of their testimony. So when you get saved and when the blood starts flowing through your life, you have the victory and you have the power in your life. You have it inside of you. You have it flowing through you. But until you display it on the outside, all it is ever going to do is be locked up on the inside. So just because you are saved and just because you have that authority and the power of the blood that, that he shed for you, if you never take action in that authority, then you're really doing yourself no good. Say, what are you talking about, Pastor? I'm talking about, I, I use cars a lot, I don't know why. I'm talking about if you went and got you the fastest car out on the market right now, and you sat in that thing, and you cranked it up, and it was sitting there just humming, purring, whatever you want to call it, but if you never push the gas on it, 
you would never know the power that it had. It could never take you places that you wanted it to take you. That's the same way. That's what he's saying. You were made victorious by the blood of Jesus Christ that is in your life. But if you don't never use the testimony, then you'll never know the power that you have with inside of you. It can never take you from one place to the other. You will be locked up in that. But our testimonies, whenever we, we start to, to testify of, of God, often it, it it, it, gets, uh, it gets confused, and often it gets, I don't know the word, but often it gets to the place that we're asking, why? Why? We can go back to the beginning. When God created man in the garden, and God come down every day and commune with them and talk with them and had a relationship with them. And then the old serpent, the devil, came into the garden. And he asked, he'd come over to Eve and, and started having conversation. That's the first thing that we allow the devil to conversate with us. We're more quickly to, be, to believe the devil's lies than what Jesus says. We're more quickly to listen to everything he's going to say. We stop and we entertain. Eve stopped and entertained everything that the devil was telling her. And everything that he was telling her was to get her eyes off of everything and get her distracted and to make her ask the question, really, why? I can just see the conversation in the garden as the devil comes up and they're sitting there by the tree of knowledge. And the devil says... Why did he say this? Why, why can't you eat this? Why can't you take part of this? It's because he don't want you to have the power that he has. And she probably starts questioning, well, I don't know why I can't. Why can't I have that? Why can't I, why can't I be like him? Why can't I have the power and the knowledge of good and evil? Why can't I? And the next thing you know, it says it pleased her eyes. She looked at it and it was pleasing unto her. Her why got her distracted off of who Jesus was and what Jesus' words was to her and her family. And because of her whys, it led her to take part in sin. It led her to take a bite of the fruit because she was like, well, why not? So we can go all the way back to the beginning and, and answer questions that, that why, why? And, and we see that in the beginning with Adam, with Adam and Eve. We can go all through to Jonah. As the Lord tells Jonah, listen, I want you to go preach to Nineveh. I want, to, I want to, you to go do that. And, and Jonah's like, why? Why do I need that? You're, our, you're a God that's going to spare their life. I'm going for no reason. You're, you're going to take care of the situation. Why do I have to do that? Why do I have to go? Why? Because you're going to do whatever you're going to do. And why? And Jonah's why turned in him from running from God. 
His wife found him on a boat in the middle of a storm. You're wise about why God wants to do something or why something happened in your life. You're wise if you keep asking why, why, why. It will lead you to a path where you will be on a boat in the middle of nowhere in a storm in your life and you don't know what in the world is going on all because you said, God, why, why? Not only did it lead him to a storm, it led him to in, into the belly of a fish. And Jonah, when he cries out of that belly, he says, in the Bible says he cries out of the belly of hell. Your wise will lead you through a path of storms and desperation and things. It will lead you into a path that you will eventually find yourself secluded. There's no other place that Jonah could have been secluded in his life than in the bottom of an ocean inside the belly of a fish. That is seclusion, and that's just what your wise will do. It will lead you to seclude yourself, pull back, find yourself in a dark place, and you'll feel like you are in a hell all around you but not only a, a, a hell on this earth but your wives will, will, will eventually lead you to a, an eternity of hell Jonah's wives got him in that position Eve's wives got sin entered in and got them out of the garden Jonah eventually turned and said, okay, Lord, I'll do what you want me to do. And he went to Nineveh and he preached and God spared the city. And then even then, Jonah was like, why did I? I told you. I told you so. Why did it happen? Why did I go? Because you were going to spare them anyway. You shouldn't worry about the why with Christ. You should worry about the go with Christ. When he says go, you should go. You shouldn't question what he's trying to do in your life. Because when you start questioning, eventually it will turn you. Peter, Matthew 16 and 22. When Peter just had his great revelation of who Jesus Christ was. And then Jesus goes on and is like, these are the things I'm fixing to have to go through, Peter. I'm fixing to have to die and go to a cross and do all these things. Basically, Peter was like, no, Lord, you're not going to do that. Not as long as I'm here. I don't know why you have to do This is just Jared's. I don't know why you have to do that. And what does Jesus look at him and say, I'll get behind me, Satan. Because he started questioning the why of what God needed to do, what Jesus needed to do in our life. When he started questioning that, and Jesus looks at Peter, one of his strongest disciples, one of his strongest people that, that would go with him, one of the ones that had this major revelation, one of the ones that Jesus said, Upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. But then he questions God, why? And he all of a sudden becomes a tool of Satan. Your wise will lead you. So that say what a why does, it, it, it allows the foothold for the devil to come into your life and start speaking into you. Your wise will always lead you down a road. After the death of Jesus, we find Peter again. Because Jesus told him, Peter, you, you'll deny me three times before this night is over with. And Peter did that. And then we find Peter, he's, he's sorrowful, he wept. But then we find Peter in John, the last chapter of John. 
We find him and the disciples. And why is Peter here? Because he was wondering why all this stuff happened. Why did the king, why did the Messiah, why did Jesus, why did I just watch him die on a cross? Why did I just watch him get beaten by people? Why did I see Why didn't I speak up? Why, didn't, why did I deny him? Why did I do all these things? And we find all the questions of Peter's why led him back to a place that he came out of. Because when Jesus calls Peter, in the beginning, and he calls him from a, a, a night that Peter was tolling all night. He was fishing all night and told all night. Hadn't caught anything. And Jesus shows up on the scene and tells him to, to cast his nets. And he calls in the, uh, this great catch. And, 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 and Peter falls down and says, I'm a sinful man. And Jesus calls him. And when Jesus calls him, he said, from this day forth, you won't catch fish anymore, but you will be a fisher of men. So all through that, he called him from that life of, of, of that past of fishing and toiling all night and not catching nothing. But we find Peter here after the death of Christ going, why? Why did all this happen? Why did I deny him? Why did he have to die? Why did he have to go to a cross? Why did he do all these things? And it says Peter went back fishing. His wise led him back to a life that Jesus had called him out of. And the same thing happened. They all got in a boat and they, went, and they went back fishing. And the same thing happened. They toiled all night and they caught nothing. Your wise that lead you back will lead you back in the same situation that Jesus called you out of. Into a life of darkness and toiling all night and struggling and, and going through things that you, don't, that, that you don't have the strength and power of God to help you through. Your wise will lead you back there. So Peter's wise led him back to fishing. The, lie, the, the wise lead to the lies. The wise lead to the lies that Satan can come in and start planting that in your mind and telling you, you're right, you're never going to be good enough. You're right, that's not going to happen. You're right, you're right. And that your wise leads to the lies of Satan in your life. We can even go to one night on a stormy sea where all the disciples were in a boat and the storm arose. And they were like, why is this storm here? We're going to die. Jesus is asleep in the bottom of the boat. And they say, go wake up the master. Go wake him up because we're going to perish. Why are we going through this storm? Why, this, why is all this happening? We're fixing to die. And Jesus woke up and he's like, why are you questioning this? Do you not know that I am with you? Do you not know that as long as I'm here, there's peace in your life? It may look like hell and storms all around you, but as long as I'm here, you don't have to, to question the why of the storm. You don't have to the questions the why of the life. As long as Jesus is in your boat, you don't have to look at the whys of everything else in this world. The storm, the, the, the whys is to distract you. And get your attention. Because y'all have heard it. There, was, there wasn't nothing wrong with the boat. 
It didn't have no holes in it. The, the water was coming in from the storms. It was coming in, but they were worried and they're wise. And Jesus woke up and told them, fear not. Do you have any faith? Your wise will cause you to doubt your faith. And when you doubt your faith, you start looking at the storms in your life and everything that is going on, the wise, why? Why am I here, Lord? What is my purpose? What, is my, my, what am I supposed to be doing? Why? Why is all this happening in my life? Your wise lead to lies. But can I tell you this morning, I can give you the biggest why you should. Why you shouldn't to the, listen to the whys and the lies of the devil, but why you should listen to the blood of Jesus Christ and why you should listen to the cross of Calvary and why you should listen to an empty tomb that, that, that once held uh, somebody, a savior that died for you, that rose for you. I can give you the biggest why that can defeat all the other whys of life and whys of a storm in your life that when the why comes in, you can say, this is the why. This is the why I can speak to the storm. This is the why I can tread on serpents and scorpions. This is the why where I can claim healing over my body. This is the why because he went to a cross and he shed his blood for me. That is why I can overcome. Matthew 26 and 28 says, For this is my blood of the new covenant, which means freshness. For the New Testament, the Greek word there means a contract which is shed, which is poured out for many for the remissions of sins. He said, this is my blood. New, there's fresh. This is my fresh blood. His blood never grows stale. His blood never grows cold. His blood is just as warm as it was 2,000 years ago when it flowed out of his body as it is today. It is still the warmest, life-sustaining blood that you can find because it never grows cold and it never grows stale. It's always alive. It's always fresh. Testament, the New Testament. Testament means contract. This is my blood. This is my contract for your life. I have done paid it all for you with my blood. Do you want a little lesson on the blood of, of Jesus? Why the blood? Why the blood? Well, let me tell you why the blood. You go back to, from where we started this message at in the beginning in the Garden of Eden when they sinned against God and sin had come into their life. The Bible says God clothed them with skin from, from goats or whatever it may be. That, where did he get that from? He had to kill an animal. He had to sacrifice an animal to get them a coat that they can wear that would cover, y'all ain't hearing me, that would cover what they had done. Because he come down and he talked with them and they were hid in shame because of the sin. They realized they were naked. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Who told you these wise? Why did you believe that? Why did you do this? Well, let me sacrifice an animal. Let me sacrifice blood and I'm going to cover you with this coat. So ever since the beginning of time, the blood has always covered the sin. Why the blood? Because it covers everything in your life. 
would go to Cain and Abel. One was Abel was a keeper of the, the he was a, a keeper of the sheep, keeper of the cows, and, 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 and Cain was a tiller of the ground. He was a farmer, and they brought their sacrifice, they brought their first fruits to God, and, and Abel, he killed a lamb, brought it to him. He sacrificed something that was that he had that was precious. And and, and Cain brought some fruits. Even though it was his first fruits, God looked at it and he said, I, I like Abel's sacrifice more. It, it means more to me because it was blood. It was something that he sacrificed, something that he gave up. It meant more to him. So he looked on Abel's sacrifice more than it came. Why? Because it was blood. It was a sacrifice. Some, if you can study this, it goes all different ways. Some said because uh, uh, Cain's meant that he worked, worked with his hand, that he brought forth the things that he worked with his hands because works won't get you to heaven. You can work all you want to, but until the blood is applied to your life, you're just a good worker. That's all you are. And so then again, the blood covered. God honored the blood that Abel, that Abel came, but then came because his wives, why, God, did you honor him more? Why did you take his sacrifice? Why did you do this? Why? I, I'm the older brother. I should, it shouldn't be that way. Why, why, why? And bit bitterness and resentment rose up in Cain, and we find them out in a field, and Cain kills Abel. The first murder in the Bible was out of why, God, did you not honor me? Get your mind, get your eyes off of everybody else in this world in this building, in this room, in this world because when it comes down to it the only person that matters like I said Wednesday night is you and God. That, that's what matters right there. Don't look at somebody else and say well they're being blessed. What are, what are they doing? I want what they got. Don't worry about what they got. Quit asking God why are them or why are they and why that quit because if you don't quit then bitterness, resentment, hatred would rise up in you. And your wives will leave that. And so blood again covered. When Noah goes into the boat, Noah, you do know there was more than two of every kind of animals on that boat, right? Because God commanded him, take some for sacrifice. Some pure, some clean sacrifices. We're going to need them. And when Noah comes out of the boat, what did Noah never do? Noah never questioned God why. If anybody could have never seen rain before, never seen water fall out of the sky, never seen a flood, and you're told to build a big boat that will hold two of every animal, if anybody could have said, well, God, why? It's the craziest thing I've ever heard. We never read where Noah questioned why, but we read where he went to work and to serving God and building what God told him to do. Because why? Because if he had a question why, he would have got distracted on what he was building and got to asking all kinds of questions that would have slowed his project, that would have slowed his time, that could, the, the, the rain could have come and, and he might not have had a boat ready and all his family would have, would have died. But because he didn't ask why, he stayed in good covenant and righteousness with God. And then when the flood came and it, it went down, the first thing we see him do is coming out on the boat and sacrificing the animals that God told them to put on the boat. Blood again for keeping them safe. Blood again for seeing them through the storm. Blood again for a new start, a new beginning, a new life. Blood again, we see that in Noah. The next thing we see 
Genesis chapter 22 where Abraham, we know Abraham and Isaac, where he tells Abraham to go sacrifice his promise, his only son, and he takes him to the altar. And about the time he's about to drive the dagger through him, God speaks from the mountain and says, don't do this. There's a ram caught in the thicket, so he sacrifices a ram. So again, blood covered them, blood covered what Abraham was going to have to do because the sacrifice of Isaac wouldn't have covered the multitude of sins. And then we find Jesus that's on a cross years later, but a voice didn't cry out and say, stop the sacrifice because his blood was the only one that was pure. His blood was the only one that, 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 could, that could take our sins and cover them. His blood was the only one. But we don't ever hear Abraham say, why, God? You promised me this. Why? Why do I got to go sacrifice it? Why do I have to do this? He went because of his obedience. God blessed him because of that. So again, we see where the blood covers. Then we make it to Exodus with the Passover, with the children of Israel is getting ready to come out of, of, of bondage. And the Passover where the blood was applied to the post where, where he said, listen, take the blood of, a, of your first year's lamb that's without spot, without blemish, and apply it to the blood post. And when the death angel comes by, then if he sees the blood, he will pass by that. Not if he sees how good you've been. Not if he sees your a so-called Christian, not that he see that they were Israelites, not that, that, that he seen that he read his Bible every day, not that he seen that he done all the good things, but he said, when I see the blood applied to the doorpost, then will I pass by it. It's not works. Like I said, it's not going to get you there. What you do in this life, it's only when that time comes, when Jesus steps out again to come back, he's going to look and see if the blood has been applied to your life and if it has not been, you'll find yourself sitting at a great right throne of judgment with a God that said, I give you more than one chance. Us in America has, every time, every time you, us in America has more chances to get right with God than probably any other place here on earth. Even though we're living in the times we're living in, even though things are happening, even though the cancel culture and all these things are, are going on, you still have every, probably every day that you don't hear the word of God somehow in your life. But he's looking for the blood. He's looking for the blood. The blood is the only one. The only thing that can get you through. Some of y'all might get mad at me. You can take this cross and Jesus never go to it. Because the cross isn't what gets you saved. The cross was just a way of execution in those times. There was two other people that hung on the cross with him, but they couldn't do nothing for nobody. But it was this right here. It was the blood. 
Whatever how he decided to shed it or ever how he decided to give it up, that's the only thing that matters. You can't celebrate the cross. you got to celebrate the blood. The blood is the only thing that he is looking for that will be applied to your life. So you can be a good per person. You can take this cross and you can put it on your back. And you can go through these wall, the, the highways and out into the community and shout with this cross on your back. But the cross absolutely 100% means nothing and without the blood of Jesus Christ that is what makes this cross mean something he could have died any other way but it's the blood that, that counted it's the blood that made the difference so why the blood because that's the only way that's it there is no other way with the blood of Jesus Christ. There is no other blood that can cover your sins. Like Philip said earlier, you can go and you can look at all the, 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 the Muhammads and Allahs and Buddhas and every form of religion you want to look at around this world, but none of them can tell you with the blood of Jesus Christ and the story that he paid for you and that he's still alive and still making intercession and that his blood still flows every day because it is alive and it will never die. You can look at all those things and the only thing and the only religion is this right here. So why this? Because it's the only way. It's the only way. If you would stand with me. Try to find a place to close. So why? Quit. Quit listening to the wise of the devil and the wise of this life. Because, like I said, the, the wise lead to lies. The wise lead to distractions. The wise that you ask only turn your head from who he is and, and what he can do. When the only why you need to be concerned about is why the blood. And I tell you why right now. Because it's the only thing that will save you. Save your family. It's the only thing that is still alive and powerful. It's the only thing. And if you have the blood of Jesus Christ in your life, you have something to be excited. You have life. If I drain all the blood out of my body, I'm dead. If you don't have the blood of Jesus Christ, covering you, you're dead. You are a dead man or woman walking and you probably realize it. But you've got too caught up on the whys of this world to let the blood flow through you and to cover everything. Everything in your life. look at Job the first thing I like about the book of Job is God when, when Satan comes to him and asks God said have you considered my servant Job my servant Job 
And then all that Job went through, losing his family, losing his, his homes, losing his, 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 his livestock, all that he went through. We find Job, as he has boils on his body and pain, sitting there in Job chapter 13, verse 15, where he says, Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. When his wife and his friends wanted to say, why, Job? Why don't you just curse God and die? Why all these things? We can see Job holding faithful, saying, though you slay me, God, I will trust in you. This morning, I'm speaking to somebody. I can't tell you why you're going through something but I can tell you how to get out of it. And that's casting it. The Bible says, cast all your cares. That's laying it before his feet, laying the whys of the life that you're in right now, laying them down and letting Jesus plug back into you and let his blood flow over you again. open this altar up again. I'm going to pray one more time. If you don't have Jesus in your life, if his blood is not covering you, then when he starts playing with every head bowed, don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Because like I said in the beginning, if you were laying at your death's door right now, the doctor walk in and said, if you take this blood, you'll live. You would take it. I'm offering that to you this morning. Jesus is offering that to you this morning. Take it. Take it. And the next thing I would ask is that if, you're, if you've been questioning why, 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 and the whys are getting you distracted from what God wants to do in your life, become Come back to him and say, God, I cast the wise at your feet so your blood can flow freely and I can do what you want me to do. I give it back to you. So with every head bowed, as Philip starts to sing, first, if you need God in your life, these altars are open. These altars are open. And if you need to quit asking why, 